0: Cadets, the captain's. It's M class email. We like to call them emails because they're from the emails. Gotta get your emails <laughs> reading on the emails. I love it when you rhyme a word with a word in a song. It's, it's my. Favorite. I love when real rappers do that. I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh shit. And, like, people hate it, but I'm always like, yeah, fuck it, do whatever you want, man. Fucking Dude. say whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a fuck. I prefer a rap that has a deeper conscious meaning. <laughs> like, slop on my knob, like corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> like, conscious rap. Um, yeah, like socially aware rap, yeah. What we do on this program is we sit down with the emails that you folks at home send to us, and we read them, and boy, do we just have fucking great time. It's just a I good am, time and everybody enjoys it. This is the only hour of... I was gonna say this is the only hour a month when I get a boner but that's not true. That's rough. We do this twice a month as well. What... <laughs> 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 oh, God. I need some Norpin. Gotta get your Norpin up. Yep. Gotta get your Norpin Dorpin. <laughs> uh, our first email is from, uh... our first email is from thomas okay and uh i'm supposed to do a voice for this but i don't know what's the voice what's the art what's the stage direction uh the title of the email is hillerman and doohan are rolling in their graves okay Um, and i'm supposed to do this in the thomas magnum narrator voice from magnum pi I don't fucking know what that is. I I don't remember that. I'm sorry. What the hell? What is this email from? 1985? I know what you're thinking. Star Trek TNG is somehow a better show than Magnum (laughs) P.I. Riker's mustache is somehow better than mine. Patrick Stewart was an actual British guy pretending to be French, as opposed to my show, which had Scotty from TOS, a.k.a. James Doohan from Vancouver... And okay. Hillerman from Texas faking two of the greatest British accents ever to grace a television scene in the I, episode The Big Blow. <laughs> TNG what? had Whoopi Goldberg as a bartender, while Magnum PI had some guy named Rick running the King Kamehameha Club. I, that you remember that name of that is amazing. Uh, TNG and Q. Uh, TNG had Q and a Nagelum. Mm-hmm. While my show had some recl- recluse author billionaire named Robin Masters who never showed up and didn't seem to care if I totaled his Ferrari while chasing a couple of two-bit drug dealers across that, a lot Is it a re- the red Ferrari? I don't remember anything from this show, man. It's like all Ferrari. They make Ferraris in like three colors. Uh, red, red, and red. Red, white, and black. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think my show was better in at least one way. And then it dawned on me. I got to wear short shorts on an island paradise, solve Mm -hmm. a murder mystery, or bust up a crime ring, and do it with a new guest star actress every episode. Well, Patrick Stewart only gets to do that, like, what, once on some creepy planet called Rhizo, where he only gets to do it when he's on some army surplus sad-ass blanket on some rocks next to a cave? And the only reason the lady gets with him is because she's using him to get some MacGuffin weapon from the future? Come on, guys, you gotta admit my show's better in that regard. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. I'll admit that Magnum P.I. is better than Star Trek in that regard. I, I was like, please, like, put a qualifier on it. <laughs> Plus, my Plus, sh- my show had two terrifying Dobermans named Apollo and Zeus trained to kill at a moment's notice while TNG just had that weird cat that some robot wrote bad poetry for. Alright, Magnum. Wow. This fucking is back t- it up. This is a step too far. We all know why you chose the name Magnum for yourself, Peter. <laughs> Thomas Peterman. <laughs> Dude, how does this person know so much about Magnum PI? I, I, I thought it was lost loves to the Magnum histories. Damn. The only thing I remember about Magnum P.I. is that Dale from Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers is dressed like him. (laughs) That's it. That's all I remember. (laughs) That's the best part is that uh, Chip is Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's Indiana Jones and Dale is Magnum (laughs) P.I. Like, Indiana Jones, uh, incredibly famous... uh, character from a movie right yeah well dale's an idiot so it fits yeah magnum pi all right anyway despite the fact that you fuck dude like if you google jeff pennington artist right now like the fourth or fifth image that's going to show up in image search is a drawing i've since deleted i think so it's on like something else on the internet of Ooh. Mario and Luigi dressed as Chip and Dale from their Rescue Ranger outfit. I remember that. I remember seeing that. And they that. have like big, uh, like black sensor bars over their dicks. I remember that. So it's good that when like potential hires look through Google. <laughs> That's funny though. I do still like it. I got nothing the porky against it. picking it, man. Anyway, despite the fact that you continue to openly mock and disparage my show, did we ever even mention the show? <laughs> yeah, I think I made fun of it when I made fun of uh, Garrett Wang or whatever, being like, "Oh yeah, Mel Gibbs." He was like, he was like a like Lethal Weapon. I forget. We made fun of Magnum PI, I'm sure. Uh, I just, uh, even though you continue to openly mock and disparage my show, I decided to donate to your little Patreon. At (laughs) patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, because as a former POW myself during the Vietnam War, I couldn't (laughs) help but feel empathy for two grown men floating out in space relying on the monetary contributions of a bunch of Star Trek nerds to keep them alive. Thank you, Mr. Magnum. Sincerely, Commander Thomas Sullivan Magnum III... Private investigator aboard the USS Island Hopper's helicopter. I'm sure that's also from the show. Yeah, they they fly in a helicopter a lot. They're in Hawaii, right? So they yeah. need like there's no like bridges. They gotta fly. I don't know. Magnum the third. I don't know. Like Lupin the third. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> are the enemies? I, <laughs> I guess enemies. they would be. Yeah, he's a PI. They're not very good though they're kind of gray area that's true uh thanks for that email i guess (laughs) 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 seemed a little disparaging of us but he he's upset that we made fun of him i uh i guess we did i like that magnum pi is now like canon in star trek i I think that's part of the point right (laughs) now there's magnum pi who lives in our world he lives he's Cognizant that he's in a TV show, though, is the thing. It's crazy, man. You can't you can't explain reality. It's just too crazy. I guess we're cognizant <laughs> that we're in the Star Trek universe that we're reviewing TV shows for. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of, lot of setup involved yeah, with this shit. My show. brain is, like, sluicing out of my ear trying to figure this Sleucing, shit out. Sluicing? What out. a great word. Our next email is from uh, Josh. Uh, I didn't send any emails in. What <laughs> the fuck? It's entitled, Long Time Listener, First Time Caller. This doesn't sound like me. And it begins, Kia Trek boys. Woo, Trek boys! Greetings from the land of the long white cloud, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand! Thanks for giving my terrible vacation episodes the disrespect they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. They were great. Sadly, I've had to cancel my Patreon contribution due to being made redundant at work due to this cool new plague all the kids are talking about. Ooh, oh man. sorry man. But New Zealand's go- getting—they're good. You're good to go down there. Could be uh, worse. You could be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a job, so it could that get does too suck, much worse. And I'm sorry. Uh, I've just finished the Space Seed podcast, and I disagree on a few of your assessments. But the hell I I'm- disagree. I disagree. <laughs> But the hill I'm prepared to die on is Kirk's decision at the end. Mm -hmm. I think we'd run into some issues if we found Napoleon transported to our time trying to convict him in a court of law. In Mm. fact, Kirk did exactly what they did to Napoleon, exile him. Yeah, but then he got murdered. I think Khan was too dangerous to bring back to Earth. They don't have the death penalty, except for going to Talos IV. Yeah, but you can put him in the the rake-the-leaves camp. Yeah, that's prison in the future. It's fine. Is he going to. I guess he could try and take over the camp with yeah, his he fucking would yoga fire. <laughs> he would escape and he would, like, <laughs> seduce the freaking orderlies and shit. Yeah. And it would just be crazy. Had uh, SETI Alpha 6 not exploded, I firmly believe that their society would have f- reformed. I don't think so, dog. Yeah, he hated Kirk so much. I think they say in the episode that Khan derived his—he only hated Kirk because SETI Alpha Six exploded. Um, yeah, he just hates. He just is a hater. He Khan's is a, hater. a fucking hater. He's dude. fucking haterade for sure. Yeah, he's drinking it. I think they say in the episode that Khan derived his power from the subjugation of the non-augments. Without an underclass to rule over, infighting would have led to equality among all people. This is. Perhaps I don't agree with this at all because very optimistic viewpoint of a super Superman society. (laughs) Um, it's it's possible you're not wrong. It's possible that it could have happened that way. But my problem with my problem with exiling Khan isn't the punishment so much as like how it's dealt out. Like with so much weird ass reverence. Like he's basically sucking his dick off of his body while he's exiling him. Yeah, I I mean. if anything i would think that like certain extenuating circumstances would apply to this and that they would pr- maybe even like induce coma in him again and just keep yeah. him like in a coma state the, i don't know the problem with this um I don't think they mention anything about subjugation of non augments in the episode. I don't think that's a, a thing that has anything to do with his search for power. Not, f- not now. I think maybe he's pulling from a. I don't mean to speak for you, other Josh, but maybe he's pulling from like, uh, the retcon stuff from Enterprise and stuff like uh, that. Maybe. Um. The. I don't know. The problem with this like infighting would lead to equality amongst all people is that's not how it worked on Earth. Like, yeah, they fought each other endlessly, endlessly in the eugenics wars. I think that yeah. planet, it, once they got control over the bio, like the biodome, of, not biodome. The, yeah, like the the like the biome the, yeah. of the planet is what I was yeah. looking for. Once they yeah. get control over the biome at that area, the planet they're in, like they figure out technologically how to like stop the constant murderous sandstorms. Yeah, they're gonna start thinking about killing each other. Yeah, they are going to turn on each other instantly. Like you, you, said infighting, but I, I think it would be endless until only like, Khan and like people who didn't turn against him were left. So yeah, I guess there would to... be equality at that point, <laughs> with Khan and his wife and somebody else. Yeah, but... yeah, I tend to agree with that. I don't, I don't think it would have, uh, been peaceful. I. It, Everything we know about the augments says it's not, right? So, I don't know. I I think you're right in that, like, exile was probably the only punishment that would be effective for Khan in any way, shape, or form. But you gotta send him, like, far as fuck away, dude. I think, like, the idea should have been, like, you're uh, a genuine monstrous piece of shit, so we're gonna exile you as punishment, not, here's a planet for you and your people so that you can rule it like you've always wanted and you should. Yeah, they try to, they try to like Star Trek the end of that episode, but it, it, when in reality, like a firmer hand is, trust me, I live in America. We we a firmer <laughs> hand with this type of thing maybe needs to occur. Like I don't think we can just like oh well they'll change. Uh, you know if, I don't know if, if I it don't hadn't know, man. been that epi- that like scene earlier in the episode where they all just talk about how fucking awesome he is and how much they respect him yeah then it's weird maybe it's that really would have worked a little less yeah I think like like what we said during that episode I just think it wasn't executed very well I, I kind of maybe see where they were trying to go with like the cult of personality can like even like sway like rational people but it, I don't know Maybe I think we're just living through it, so it's too hard to watch. (laughs) Honestly, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, You might be right, though, that like, I don't know, augments are known to fight. They do that a lot. Um, Maybe, maybe they would. Like, you know, but like, they seem to be under his control already. So I don't think like infighting would really need to happen. But I do think it would be like a fascist society, regardless of how it continued onwards. Yeah, for sure. Um, An underclass already kind of existed, the Augments who weren't con. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, with that serious analysis out of the way, how about a peyote? Oh, shit. DS9 Season 8, Episode 6, Quark's Boring Day. (laughs) (laughs) We follow a day in the life of Quark dealing with the tedium of Deep Space Nine now that it's not a backwater and there's no corruption to be had. Garrick offers Quark the opportunity to do some shady shit in the Gamma Quadrant. Shenanigans ensue, and they're uh, and they're pursued by the Dominion, Starfleet, and the Bajorans. Jesus Christ! They complete the chase. They complete their mission. Garrick and a visibly shaken Quark return to the station. Quark implores Garrick never to come to him with jobs ever again. (laughs) The episode ends with Quark ordering root beer from a replicator. That's That's pretty good. That's yeah, great. I, that's a great idea. I would love to see like, like uh, Quark thinks he can like, like you know, like hang with the big boys, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, and then he's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> he's like, can't <laughs> deal with how <laughs> fucking crazy it is. That's. I'm gonna pitch that for sure. That's great. Garrick just like fucking murders a guy and vaporizes him, and Quark's like, "What the fuck?" Quark starts <laughs> doing that like scream that Ferengi did. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> Pitch for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anywho, thanks for all the laughs over the years. Trekfully yours, Josh. Thank you. I hope that your New Zealand is good. I yeah. like the idea of that place. I've never been there. Hopefully I didn't butcher that Maori at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Can uh, you do that? Do you see that video of that kid doing the, da- the, the dance? The Haka? Maori? Yeah, the Hakka. Yeah, he's like um, this tiny little kid, and he, he like, knows it. That's it's cool. Cute. <laughs> I have not seen that. He's doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> doing a good job. Keep it up, kid. Keep it up, kid. Our next email is from Metroid Mike. Oh, yeah. I heard about this story. <laughs> and it's entitled, The Tale of the Poorly Hidden Karate Dojo of Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. Like... <laughs> wherever this is I think I know where it is but I don't want to say yeah okay he says it in the email <laughs> okay <laughs> uh hey Jeff how's the neighborhood cool me too hey Josh how's your back hurts you should get that looked at homie <laughs> be safe drink water he drink know water he know I'm gonna drink boring ass fucking water fuck that A little longer this time, apologies. That's fine. As always, these stories are one hundred percent true. This is just crazy shit when you have one hundreds of miles of nothing around you. Nice. As promised, the next Oklahoma weird tale is the tale of the poorly hidden karate dojo of Blackwell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm driving anime title. It, sound, it does sound like an anime title or an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> I'm driving up to the northern border of Oklahoma to go fix a terminal that's been down for a few days and no one could reach the store. So I'm on my way to see what's up and I pass through the town of Blackwell. The population is around 6,000. It's basically farmland and a Sonic next to a liquor store. Oh, uh, my perfect town. You got a Sonic, we're good. As I make my way through, I need to make a pit stop at the gas station. When I get to the pump, I peer across the street. There's a small scrap metal yard with a small silo. On the gate is a hanging sign, a huge piece of plywood that's been painted white, and in blue lettering, it says karate with a shitty dragon on it. Oh my god. Now, like any red-blooded American idiot, I have to go look. So I walk across the street and look at the sign. I start looking around and the gate's unlocked, and because I'm my mother's son, I'm like, yeah, I'll just trespass. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. In Oklahoma with a karate sign, you're gonna get fucking death grip, dude. You're for sure gonna get Vulcan death gripped. You're getting fucking touch of death. Dim mock over here. You're gonna get the five points. I walk around to the back of the site, and there's a small concrete staircase that leads to a metal door underground. All right, this is terrifying. And I hear what sounds like a small group of people grunting. Yeah. In my mind, all I can think is, I fucking found a secret ninja cult. Dope. (laughs) Dude, you're gonna get fucking indoctrinated. And right then, like in a fucking movie... My work phone goes off. It's my boss, who I call Big Boss D, probably wondering why my vehi- my vehicle isn't moving and why I'm not at the destination. That's 15 uh, miles away. thank from God me. for GPS on a car. I quickly silence it, but I notice the grunting has stopped. So I make my husky ass run to the gate, and as soon as I get to it, I hear a loud "Hey!" I turn Ooh. around. And see a muscular man in his 40s. Bald and tatted up. Nothing Nazi-esque, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah. He says, is there something you need here? Why you on my site, friend? Oh, shit. All I can say is the truth. I'm sorry, friend. I saw your sign and I was really intrigued. I'm not from this town. I'm an OKC guy just passing through. He stared at me for a second and says, yeah. You best be on your way then, OKC. What the fuck? I go across the street, fuel up, and I'm shaking. I went back about 5 months ago and the sign was still there. It could be legit. It could be a ninja cult. It could be a sex club. Who knows? What the fuck, dude? Sun- this is so weird. Sun Tzu's Art of War rule number 5. If the homie's going to ride, they're going to die for your muscles to grow bigger. <laughs> See you in the next weird tale, Metroid Mike of the IKS kick punch. It's all in the mind. Damn, a rap of the rapper. It's so fucking uh, good. Holy shit! What the fuck was it? Why wouldn't if it was really karate? Why would that guy be so mean about it? Right? Yeah. Like, would he not be like, yeah, fucking like, come join yeah. my karate crew? You wanna you wanna <laughs> do some karate? Yeah, like right? Like Is why it would like he, a secret karate crew? <laughs> Maybe it's like. Illegal. Maybe he doesn't have like a business right. Oh, Maybe that's all it is. It's not like a business license. He's just teaching yeah. illegally. Maybe he has like an underground fucking fighting. Ring it could down be there. a fight club. It definitely could be a fight club. I'm leaning. I'm leaning with number one. He didn't have a business license and he doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> and sure, number sure. two, uh, underground fight club. Uh, close three, sex club. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to agree with that. That's a pretty good lineup. I think that's probably <laughs> true. I just don't think that guy wanted to pay taxes. No, I think uh you showed up looking out of place and he immediately thought you were somebody investigating his tax fraud. Yeah, you probably had a uniform on too, right? He probably thought maybe like but he just like maybe when he sees a uniform he just gets like the karate in him. he's Fucking, like I'm just picturing he's he describes him as a muscular man in his forties, bald and tatted up. Yeah. I'm just imagining he's wearing, like, Ryu from Street Fighter's fucking get-up. And he comes up there. I imagine the guy from uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the brother, the big one. <laughs> like, the same dude, like dopey look on his face. Like, he's like, you know, like, maybe he's a little inbred. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just picturing this man as, like, terrifying. This giant man. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing on my site, friend? Yeah, that's the the passive aggressiveness is, wow. I would have been like, I'm not your friend, buddy. (laughs) I'm not your buddy, pal. Do you remember that gag for fucking South Park? (sighs) Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Anyway. uh, I'm a redhead, I remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You must fucking love South Park, dog. Yeah, I had some guy ask me one time at the train station. He was like, is it true? I was like, what? He's like, redheads don't have a soul. And I was like, yeah, nobody does. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, Oh man, I was like, Wow, you must be like the funny guy in your group. Nah, it's fucking <laughs> aw man. Oh, I was man. just trying to play with you by fucking being super bigoted ass at you I was just being no a reason. real big fucking weirdo, I don't somebody I don't know in public. What the fuck? Speaking of big fucking weirdos, Josh, I love you. <laughs> Our next email. <laughs> I realized how harsh that was. I had to divert quickly. It worked. Our next email is from Lee, who's not a big fucking weirdo. True. Lee's a cool dude. It's entitled Tattoos. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, quick thought and a question. I can't think of a single episode where someone in Starfleet has a bitchin' or terrible tattoo. What what about Uh, Chakotay's face tattoo? Yeah, it's both bitchin' and terrible at the same time. It straddles that very rare line. Following the logic of today's styling, I can't help but think that people would want to visually express themselves for better or worse. My question is, if you were in Starfleet and you were going to get drunk and get a tattoo on Leave on Riza, what mistake of a tattoo would you get? We already you, talked about this. What would you hope it would say? But what would it likely say instead? <laughs> Mine would be Ferengi script that should say, treat people in your debt like family, exploit them, but instead end up being, never be afraid to mislabel a product. That's (laughs) genius. That's fucking brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Josh is going to try and get a Vulcan tattooist to give him green bud, green blood. Green bud, green blood. It's just going to be like a fucking full manuscript of of real Sorok teachings teachings. of of Sorok. It's just going to be like the real fucking scripture. (laughs) Like It's going to be like hour 37 and you're like, is this still going? And he's (laughs) all the way down to your wrist. (laughs) (laughs) It says all that? Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. That's so good. And you finally just be like, "Where does gr- does it say green bud, green blood?" And he'd be like, "No, of course not. That no, is a extremely would've... illogical tattoo." I thought you wanted the real uh, page forty seven through forty nine of Serok's teachings. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'm a nerd. <laughs> Everybody laughs. Everybody points and laughs, laughs at you. <laughs> Even the Vulcans are, like, quite amusing. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. What what else would you mistakenly get on Ryza? you for sure, like, if you're trying to get, like, a Klingon tattoo that says, like, warrior, you'd get one that just says yeah. patak on it. It would say patak, or it would say, like, cheeseburger or something. <laughs> Targ meat, you know. Uh, Those Klingons fucking love burgers. <laughs> yeah, well. Does, does, they anybody also, like, ever, does anybody ever eat a burger in Star Trek? Not that I... Uh, yeah, they do in um, Enterprise. They go back in time to Detroit, and they go to a drive-thru. It's because I know they eat pizza in Enterprise once. They do. They have pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And, and he says, you can pick the pepperoni off. Yeah, and T'Pol is in the car uh, with Archer and this guy who is like, basically like kidnapping people. And he goes to the drive-thru and she's like, uh, what do you have that doesn't contain meat? <laughs> and she says, like, the lady on the the intercom's like, well, our salads don't have much meat in them. And she says, pass. <laughs> <laughs> don't have much. <laughs> she's like, never mind. It's pretty uh, good. That's great. <laughs> that's a fun question. Hopefully those are fun answers. <laughs> I never really know. I just kind of hope, right? Yeah, you never know. Um, wow, we're kind of blazing through these. That's uh, unfortunate. Trailblazing. Our next email is from Elliot, who our current collection is. Nice. Uh, was given to us by Elliot. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Elliot. It's entitled My Bad Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you should feel this way. Greetings, Trek boys. Trek boys. <laughs> hey, fellas. How's it going? All right. Decent. <laughs> Decent. My apologies for subjecting everyone to Fifty Shades of con last time. I thought we'd just get to hoot and holler at Kirk piping down con, but... Oops, that was a rough one. It, it's interesting how you forget some of the stuff that you watch, right? Like, yeah. I had some interesting conversations with some people about uh, that episode of, like the episode Space Seed and also our episode on it. Yeah. Like I talked to Bam about it and he was like, I remember, I remembered really liking the episode and then I watched it again for your episode so that yeah. I could keep up. And I had to like, sort of like face myself in the mirror that I didn't notice all this horrible shit the first time. Yeah. And he was like, it got kind of dark. And I was like, well, like there's something to be said for like shutting off your brain to watch the fun spaceship show. Yeah. You don't have to do a podcast afterwards. So you can just shut your brain off. I'll also point out that I don't know, but when Bam watched it before, uh, a literal fascist dictator wasn't trying to overtake his country. Yeah. I, I I really believe it has a lot to do with us living through the time we're living in right now. Like, not that it excuses uh, Scotty being like, I always thought he was a hot, sexy dude who I wanted to also be with. <laughs> you know, but yeah. you'll notice it more now than you probably did in the past. That's that's probably true, honestly. It's like uh, whatever a, a, a that means. difference of perspective. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, like, I, watching this again, I was very taken aback by how blatantly, un- unapologetically, like, horrendously sexist it is in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, with uh, what's-her-name uh, MacGyver's. Yeah, and, like... I was, I was like, how did I not notice this before? Was I, like, a fool? Like- yeah, it's... Uh, for whatever reason, they're just like, MacGyver's is a dumbass broad, and we're gonna fucking, like beat on her, right? Like, she's, she's just a whipping boy. She's a moron. Yeah. She's a woman. That's why she's so dumb. Right. And all of her womanly weaknesses are why Khan can take advantage of her so well. Yeah, she can't stop, like, salivating over that D, so, you know. It's, like, ungodly fucked up. And it, I just never noticed the first time, uh, the first few times I watched it, because I was yeah. like, ah, spaceship. Mm. I don't know. Somebody who wrote that was going through some stuff when they wrote it. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up in the middle of their divorce and losing <laughs> all their there, shit. they through a divorce. <laughs> and then my bitch wife falls in love with Khan, who's a Nazi. <laughs> and she's so uh, fucking stupid, she doesn't even notice. The editor is like, your, your bitch wife? I mean, Mac- MacGyver's. That's what I meant. <laughs> Look, just go through my script, and anytime it says my bitch wife, just put in MacGyver's. <laughs> just assume it's her. And anytime I accidentally call Con Steve from the gym, <laughs> just put in Con. <laughs> Steve from the gym! <laughs> I can hate that guy. <laughs> oh, uh, man. To that end, Relics was fun, huh? Yeah. Lots of really subtle dialogue in this one, but I yep. hope y'all had a good time watching it all the same. Yeah, this one's good. The next one is super... I'm super excited for the next one. Who's the guest star in the next one? It's DS9. Uh-huh. Uh, It's, um... James Doohan? Iggy Pop oh yeah fuck I love that episode yeah this is like a really like like maybe like a real real like guest star right like yeah Iggy Pop we'll talk about it like next week or whatever but For Iggy sure. Pop was like I want to be in Star Trek <laughs> and they're like alright <laughs> Iggy Pop is like my favorite Vorta as well like He's I love him so perfect. much perfect uh, he has this, like, casual, like, friendliness to his evil yeah. that's very fun. When he's talking to uh, Moogie and he's like, well, if your sons don't show up in the next six minutes, we're gonna have to kill you. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. Perfect. <laughs> He's he's just like I hate to be I hate to say it but it's, we're just gonna <laughs> she's have to kill about, you. She's talking about like skincare products, right? And, she, and, and he's like, "Oh, I'm very interested in this." Yeah, she's like talking about investment opportunities. <laughs> That's what it is. And That's he's what. like, "Oh, I never thought about it that way." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just like they become friends, just, even though he's gonna kill her. It's the perfect Vorta because it's he's just pure business. Like he has no emotional investment in any of it, right? Um, something i appreciate about relics was that wharf has the same reaction i do to old doddering white people avoid (laughs) contact and conversation with them as best you can just in case they say something super space racist and then you have to keep yourself from breaking their ancient decrepit bodies into pieces (laughs) that's so fucking good dude old spaces scotty I love it uh, there's like you. a moment that I think is too much when he's like leaving and like he shakes everyone's hand but he and like, then he sees Worf he jerks yeah. away from Wharf. yeah that's a little I was like it awesome, would be, he is a racist okay it would be way better if he shakes his hand cause he yeah. then realizes I'm now in the 24th century right like God, I'm things now things have changed yeah it's like supposed to be a funny little thing but right like, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work it's so funny it doesn't work it just doesn't work I have to admit, though, it was a little hard to watch Scotty Dyson Downing. <laughs> wow. Well, see you next week, everybody. I uh, think that's think the end we've of the show. The <laughs> apex of what this show can be. And it's, we're just going to pack it in and go home. That's the last episode we ever did. By the end of of this episode, I was worried that Scotty had honestly confused his women-are-starships metaphor for reality and was going to try and pilot Beverly Crusher out of the Enterprise shuttle bay. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Hope you boys and everyone else listening is doing all right. Lieutenant Commander Elliot, Chief of Medicine, aboard the USS only ship with spinning rims. Oh, you got spinners. <laughs> Rod spinners. Ride, ride spinners, spinners. They don't, they don't stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that one? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I do remember that there was a certain website that that song played over. Was that a YTMND? It was a meatspin.com. Oh, it was meatspin. Yeah, Rod spooters. My cat is digging through wiener. my trash right now. I don't hear it. So no, he's good. being very delicate. He's something's in there. Okay, now he's he's bored. <laughs> All right. Uh, P.S. You can travel here to Ecuador for up to ninety days with only a passport and a proof of a negative and proof of a negative COVID test in the ten days before travel. I know you can become a citizen if you buy property there, which is pretty sweet. That is a pretty good deal. We should maybe, like, buy some property in Ecuador, you know, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. (laughs) Oh, this is a funny mail. This is from David S. David S. It's entitled Family Heirloom. Is it a loony? Howdy, boys. It's your old pal David S. Just (laughs) lounging up on this bench swing I installed outside my quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Why they let you do that <laughs> grab you a glass of old sweet tea and sit for a while oh my god sweet tea <laughs> if this one seems too long please I'm, I'm going through so many accents i'm trying to find the one please join me for as little as one dollar at patreon.com slash mclass podcast also <laughs> join jeff's patreon listen to smile and nod and commission art from him yeah. Also join the Continue Patreon, Woo! watch Continue, and listen to Continue Cast. Thank you. I was reading the log about how the Enterprise D found old Scotty bouncing around in that old transporter, and that got me <laughs> thinking about how long Starfleet's been around. Uh-huh. In the spirit of connecting with an older generation, I inventor- I interviewed my completely real and not in character father, Miguel S. Okay. okay. My pa immigrated from El Salvador to the U.S. in his 20s with little more than the English he'd learned from bootleg rock and roll records. That's amazing. I was introduced to Trek through him, and I wanted to ask him a few questions. Your dad's like the fucking American dream, man. Right. He's like a real-ass, like, American. (laughs) Um, uh, David asks, Around how old were you when you first saw or heard about Star Trek? Pa says... (laughs) I think I was about 15, and I remember that I was impressed with how edgy the stories were. Uh Until then, all I had seen was Lost in Space, Land of the Giants, and other low-caliber sci-fi. Yeah. It felt to me like really advanced TV. The first time I saw an episode in color, I was hooked. The visuals were really bright and cool. Up to that day, all I had seen was in black and white, but even so, I would stay awake late to watch an episode. Yeah, we always Risking his mom's scolding. We always forget, like, or at least I do, is like people didn't have color TVs. Like, not 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 everyone had a color TV. So fucking crazy, right? All those colors were like wasted on a huge segment of the audience. Like, huge swath of America didn't have a color TV. Uh, What series is your favorite? That's a hard question, but I think the Next Generation has a special place among. Hell yeah! What alien species is your favorite and least favorite? I really love the concept of changelings shared consciousness, and the Borg was really a pest. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most dad ass <laughs> shit. He's such you a know, pest. those Borgs? they're bad news. They're <laughs> really a pest. <laughs> bad news, bears. Th- guys those guys are bad Borg news. Were. Don't don't go near them. Is there an episode is there a particular episode you remember most vividly? My all time favorite is the inner light. I remember crying when I saw it. That's Man. great. There's no shame in that. That episode. Is I beautiful. love. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Have you seen any of the newer Trek? No, don't have subscriptions. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those guys are bad news. Stay away from the newer track. <laughs> the, the CBS All Access is really a pest. <laughs> it's a pest. <laughs> um, what episode made? What was an episode that made you think the hardest? There's an episode where Picard refuses to pretend to be a deity to afford, avoid breaking the Prime Directive. Yeah. To not insert superstition into that primitive culture's development. Yeah. That one. That's a great one. I uh, don't remember what, the name of it. What planet would you most like to visit, and why is it Risa? Yeah. <laughs> He apparently laughed heartily and said, It's been grand. Thanks for the good time, but it's my bedtime. Love you. Bye bye. And he said, Love you too. Bye. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so great. That's like the most wholesome email we've ever gotten. It really is. It's beautiful. Reminds me very heavily of Boston Sean's mom. The Minnesota mom, yeah. (laughs) Minnesota mom. That's so great. Sorry if this hogs too much time. No, never apologize no, that for this was quality great. fucking content. That's great. But I'm glad to have this show and community, which also serves as a way for me to connect to my father and anyone else who's older and loves these shows. Wish I could give more, but know that your program really helps the weeks feel easier. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Yeah, thank you so much. That's the. That's great. Thank uh, saving you. a cold one for my old man, David S., Chief of Moonshine Production on the USS Wet Your Whistle. You could get him a riser <laughs> shirt when we put up the store. <laughs> I do have that design still, so I'll that's, be ready. That's, I love the Horgon. Oh, my God, it's so good. Oh, thank you. We need uh, to get Horgon, like real Horgons. I would love that. I would, they're probably on Etsy, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, our next email is for Patreon. Oh, cool. And it's entitled, want? Deliver Secure Patron-Only Podcast Feeds with Acast. Okay. <laughs> Today we're an- excited to announce the launch of our integration with Acast, the world's largest global podcast marketplace? I'm so bored. So why have bored. I never heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never even heard of it, right? <laughs> uh, is this going to make it so you can't have a fucking patron-only audio feed without this shit? Maybe. Well, that's gonna go right in the garbage. Goodbye. <laughs> you have a great time. <sighs> Our next email is from King Mark. King Mark. And I opened it and it's empty, so now I gotta check my computer for viruses later. Our next email. Oh, good. Is from lieutenant fresh rye okay and it is entitled dabomania nine wow oh hey there trek boys couldn't help but notice your vintage spock 316 t-shirt <laughs> i didn't know you were fans of the united federation of planets wrestling federation or the <laughs> ufpwf too <laughs> Why, i mean just big fan huge fan just last month, I was at the hottest wrestling event of the year, Dabo Mania. <laughs> it had it all a hollow cage fatal four way for the solid lightweight title where Samuel Clemens pinned Moriarty after Jim Varney hit him with the. Did I do that? <laughs> wow. Fucking Jim Varney's here How now? How is he alive? <laughs> <laughs> is he a hologram too? I mean I get why like Samuel Clemens is here and Moriarty is alive because he's a hologram, but Jim Varney's super dead. <laughs> why Jim Varney? <laughs> also, did I do that? Did that's, Jim Varney say that? That's Erkel. That's Urkel. Yeah. Jim Varney um, said Vern a lot. Yeah, Vern, 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 Vern. Whatever that meant. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, he said that a lot. I don't. I'm not. Sh- I'm not And then he fucking them. saved Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> then he was Jed Clampett. The Obasher Bros beat the Kim Paris connection for the Tag Time titles after they hit Tom Paris with the Warp Ten Driver <laughs> and possibly killed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Turned him into a tuna fish. Ro Mojo Laren beat Kieran Ares in a Bajoran Guerrilla Warfare match, but was attacked by Yasha Tar, a fusion of Tasha Yar and the Tar monster. That's that fucking amazing. <laughs> but is one person also a tag team? That's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I never thought of Yasha Tar. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Fuck. Intergalactic World Intercontinental Champion Morn beat 17 different Wayoons in record time by unhinging his jaw and sucking them up like Kirby. Oh my god. Remember when (laughs) Kevin Cole was a Wayoon? Remember that? I do remember that. (laughs) We ran out of fucking genetic material. That's why he hasn't been on the show in so long. Well, smack slips. Let me go get some more. Moran then gave an impassioned speech on how no matter where in the galaxy you come from or what species you are, you can still achieve your dreams. Wow, and nobody heard it. It was incredible. I wish you could have been there. It was not recorded. <laughs> no. uh. But the best match of the night was the main event grudge match between Worf, son of Moog, and Big Rike. Big Rike? <laughs> Holy shit. Making his way down to the ring with his manager, Grand Umaxter Sexy, Quark. Jesus Christ. Worf was cold, seething, barely contained fury. He was gonna make Big Reich pay for saying Martok was cooler than him. Damn, dude. <laughs> then Big Reich's music hit, Ain't No thang by Outcast blared for the speeches, but it was a trombone version that was super cool. <laughs> also not recorded. <laughs> Big Reich came down to the ring wearing his trademark eye patch and smoking a big old Romulan blunt. <laughs> Holy shit. When he stepped over the top rope in his signature way, everyone got wet and or dry, depending on their species biology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. This is great. It was a fucking massacre at the sound of the bell. They threw everything they had at each other. Photon torpedo drop kicks, Vulcan titty twisters, double, triple, quintuple axe handles. Jesus Christ. It made Wolf 359 look like a triple tickle fight. <laughs> it was around the seven hour mark that Worf got fed up with Big Reich's petulance and went for his Batleth. I, I guess to kill Big Reich with. I mean, I know wrestling is staged, and they don't really kill each other, but come on, dude. That's a little too far. Yeah, taking it up too far. But just as Worf was going to presumably stab Big Reich, Quark hit him on the back with a Carlin Nascar. <laughs> what the fuck? It, it does have, like, a little S-I-C next to it. Like, <laughs> a little, like... I don't know how to spell Carlin Nascar either, Yeah. Dude, so. <laughs> Only it wasn't Quark. It was ODO, the old dirty organism morphed to look like Quark. ODO, holy shit. With this opening, Big Reich rallied and put Worf into the double cock lock. A oh, move man. so heinous and painful, it's considered a war crime on every planet except Kronos because they buck nasty. <laughs> <laughs> With no other option than to lose at least one dick, Worf soon tapped out. After this grueling battle between warriors, the crowd gave them a huge standing O, if you know what I mean, winky face. I get it. I got it. Oh gosh! Look at that time. I'd talk a ferengi's ear off if I'm not careful. Gotta <laughs> run. Yours truly, Lieutenant Fresh Rye, Commissioner of the Competitive Full Full Contact Pawn Far League. God Wow! Damn. I want to do that. <laughs> Holy shit! I want in on that. That's like a like a Korean hentai or something. <laughs> K- Korean hentai. <laughs> It's like. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, James. You know what? Never mind. I, I was going to say, I was going to give it some context, but I'd be giving away too much information. Yeah, let's not. Um, <laughs> we don't want to give away all the secrets, right? <laughs> we don't want <laughs> to tell everybody how the sausage ma- is made. And by that, I mean how we pull on our own sausages. <laughs> Dude, the United Federation of Planets Wrestling Federation is pretty fun. I would, episode. I would watch the fuck out of that. That made me feel like watching wrestling. Except wrestling's is wrestling fun again? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I watched an episode of that Luchador wrestling yeah. that they always watch all the time, and that was pretty fucking yeah. fun. Yeah. I can't imagine WWE is any fun. Like, that's... I could not imagine. Seems like it kind of wants to be, but also it's run by, like, a lunatic, so maybe it can't yeah. be. Right? Right-wing monstrous piece of shit. Yeah. So it's probably bad. Big Reich. Big Reich. was <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I, I really do love the double cock lock as well. It's <laughs> really good. <laughs> Old dirty organism. <laughs> fuck dude thank you so much for that email that that was was great that was a 10 star email (laughs) it is our last email of the evening that was it yeah that was it that's how we got this time around huh well they should send in more emails as a matter of fact i can tell them right now how they could send in more emails please do you can shoot them one over to mclassemail at gmail.com. And as seen by this episode, they could be about whatever. What the <laughs> shit ever you want. Well, Whatever you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so shoot us an email, mclassemail at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. We'll have a good time. Everybody will enjoy. Yeah. Or uh, else. You can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast where we post uh, funnies. So many Goof- funnies. Goof em ups. <laughs> ups. Follow us on there. Um, you should definitely become a patron if you really love our program. You can get, uh, you would have gotten this episode of M Class email a week ago, and you may get other podcasts instead of this one. Who knows? Because we do several other ones uh, every now and then. A new podcast will just pop up because we just felt like doing it. Yeah, I feel like we're going to uh, do a- another one soon because we're all going to be locked in our houses again. So Yes, very true, although I still mostly haven't left my house. We have to watch TMNT. We do. Uh, we'll, we'll set a date for that after this, I watched actually. it recently, and I, I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> that movie is a fucking masterpiece. Don't you dare. No, it's incredible. Um, but like it, like watching it now, it's like, it, it totally subverted my childhood expect. Like I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be the cartoon because the cartoon was huge, right? But it's, it's true. like totally it different. A, it was a risk for sure to just change it completely like that. So you see, we have a lot to talk about when Absolutely. it comes to Also, when he loses his sigh, that's like losing a part of himself. It's true. When he gets the shit beat out of. <laughs> oh, and they have to like sponge bath him in, his tu- in her tub yeah what a strange movie anyway <laughs> we're definitely going to be doing a commentary track for that we'll set a date once we're done here uh, to record so become a patron today patreon.com slash class podcast a yeah. little as a dollar can go a long way to help us out I like it <laughs> that's my new I motto like I it. like it I like it I like it Look everybody, we love you, that's the end of the show Okay, Uh, I love you We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness, so bye bye Bye! It's been a long week Since the last email It's It's been been a long time time Since that last last Rich Master's Tale Pitch it or ditch it From Boston shop I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M-class email I swear there's never an S in M-class Email It's always been singular That's M-class email, don't you settle for nothing less than it's back
1: without fail,
0: it's them it's And Emplast email.